friend of mine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show here on the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network. If you haven't visited the website, I want you to go to ptlnetwork.com, support the mission that we're on. Listen, if there was ever a time that I need your help is right now. Why? Because we are going into a transition of growth. Don't you love growth? We're not diminishing. We're growing into the next level. And I need your prayers. I need your support. And I need your help to keep me on this path that I'm on. Because who would ever thought that an ex-gang member from East LA, California, will be hosting a national television program being distributed by the PTL Network? Only God can do that. Only God is able to open doors where no man can do. Listen, it's not my good looks. Is no, it? No, no it's, it's not. not. I, I, I assure you it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's this not is, that. I, this is my my good friend, my special guest, Pastor Carl good Gallup. Friend. Good, good friend. friend. Yeah. Very good friend. He's an ex-former cop. I'm an ex-gang yeah. member from East L.A. By the way, I'm, you have the right to remain silent. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Where's my lawyer? I need my lawyer. Yeah, you've never heard those words before. Uh, Maybe once or twice yeah, one, or three or four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight times. <laughs> Welcome to the Orange only, Couch. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah, only Jesus. Could only do this, Jesus, brother. right? Listen. And not only that, but we love each other. We do. I mean, we genuinely. Become, we genuinely, right? Become great friends. Our families know each other. I love talking to it's you. Crazy. And I Same love here. your friend Zef Porat. Oh, I do too. There's <laughs> another God story. He's a, an Orthodox Jew, former, because he's a Jew always, but he's a completed Jew in Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. And and I'm a Gentile <laughs> on the Gulf Coast of Florida, and the Lord, it's a long story, and I won't bore the oh, audience with man. it now, and it's written about in several books, but the Lord brought us together, him from Israel, me from the Gulf Coast, and we're ministering all over the world, you, and part of that is on the Mondo Show. Uh, come on, yes. you're a no. pastor, you're an author, yeah. you're a podcaster, you're a radio host. Yeah. You're everything. And a sinner saved by the blood Ooh, of Jesus. Come on. If it wasn't for that, none we of wouldn't be would, here, right? No. no. Uh -uh. Pastor, I love you, man, because I, every question I throw at you, you answer biblically. Even if I have to make it up, I'm going <laughs> to give you an answer. No, no, no. I, 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 I have a rule. I love for people to ask. I said, I love talking about the word, and I've learned a lot. I've been pastoring for almost 40 years wow. and was a cop for like 10 years before that. I try to be honest, but, but I have learned a lot. And again, just because I share my opinion on what I believe doesn't mean I'm 100% correct, but I, I, I'm, I'm biblically grounded, and so I feel, I feel comfortable in doing yeah. that. So and, I, and, I absolutely love And listen, that. you got to have people in your life that you can ask questions. Iron uh, sharpens iron, Absolutely. Right? Listen, we don't know it all, but we find out when That's we right. start talking with each other. When I started the program, I, I told you only God can do this. Only God can save a, a next gang member. <laughs> And, and, you know, take him through a journey of life and then set him where he needs me to be to remind you that only through the grace of God, only yeah. through the, the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, and, 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 and dying for us and then bringing him back to life three days later and then giving us a reason to live for. And I want to tell you something. If you're going through something today, hang on. Wherever you are, just drop to your knees and say, God, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me Amen. of the direction Amen. of my life. Forgive me of how I've been treating my wife. Forgive me how I've been treating my kids. Forgive me how I've treated my employees. I repent. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You don't have to understand it. 
experience it, accept it. Amen. Understand that the culture is changing, is shifting. And I believe that if you stay tuned and you give us a moment of your time, we're going to share with you the greatest love story that has ever been written about. Yet, this great story, this great love story. Can I ask you this question from this article I was reading this morning? And I find it fascinating because you're teaching about the moment of the Garden of Eve all the way to Revelation has been one of the most life-transforming uh, scripture or, or, or how do I explain it, definitions that you have given me to help me understand why this love story till this day has made an impact in millions and millions of people's lives. But this is what this article is asking. How did the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group? End of quote. Today, Christianity is considered uh, hate groups. Our message is hate speech. Some have even coined it as Christian nationalism. Uh, they have so many names for this love story. Yet, as the greatest love story that has ever been told, why is this message, why the, 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 the world's greatest love story become known as a hate group, do yeah. you think? Yeah. No, the answer is in the Word of God. And thank you for asking, because I love teaching, preaching this. Um, you know, I could take literally several hours and just really do a deep dive and go scripture after scripture, or we can take these next 15, 20 minutes and do it this way. So here's how I'm going to do it. Let me just say that this, this love story, as you call it, and that's exactly what it is, it begins uh, before the foundation of the world. Jesus is called the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. The love story began in the heart of God, at the throne of God, because he is love. Now, look, I don't want to make this like some hippie version of love, 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 you know, but, but the Bible is clear. God is love, okay? He is love. And, and how's that? Well, just think of this. He exists eternally. Mm. Now, I, I'm going to hit this very quickly, but again, this whole understanding of the the, the triune nature of God goes right to the love story. Jesus says it. The Bible says it. The Garden of Eden to the book of Revelation. And that, and, and that is this. We ask ourselves, does the Bible say there's only one God? Absolutely. There's one God. Who is that? It's Yahweh, Elohim, okay? El Shaddai, all these names we know him by, all right? Only one God, okay? Does, does the Bible say that the Father is God? Yes. Old Testament and New Testament. There's no question there. Where we get into people wanting to debate is, does the Bible say that the Son is God? Does the Bible say that the Spirit is God? Yes, it does. The Bible says the Son is God in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 9, mm. for unto us a child is given, unto us a son is born, and he will be called Everlasting Father, Mighty God. Prince of Peace. It, so he's called God right there. That's just one example. You get into the New Testament, Matthew opens with that, and this is to fulfill what the prophet said, behold, the virgin shall be with a child, she will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And who is that? That's Yeshua, Jesus, the son, who's known as God, almighty God, everlasting father. So yes, Matthew opens that way. John opens that way, in the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, okay? 
you, you keep going through the scriptures. Hebrews opens that way. Um, God has spoken to us in many ways, many times, the first through the prophets, and then these last days through his son, who is the image of the invisible God and through whom the universe was made. Okay, I could go on and on with this, but is there only one God? Yes. Is, there, is the Father called God? Yes. Is the Son called God? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit called God? Oh, absolutely. Old and New Testament. New Testament, Hebrews chapter 9, he, it speaks of the eternal Spirit of God. Nobody's eternal but God himself. The eternal Spirit of God. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, it says, it says the, the, the Spirit is the Lord, and the Lord is Spirit, and in the Spirit there is freedom. If you're in Jesus Christ, you are free because the Spirit is the Lord. Genesis 1 opens, within the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the earth, and God said, let there be. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, He is God, with God from the beginning, is God. Holy Spirit is called eternal, the Holy Spirit. Okay, so here's the reason I went through all of that. We might call that the doctrine of the Trinity. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. It's an expression we use to to express what the Bible says, what God says about himself. Here's how I help people understand this. And this goes right to the greatest love story, but this is the foundation that has to be set. Because when I share what I'm getting ready to share, it's going to blow people away that have never thought of this. But here's how I get people to conceptualize this. When we talk about God, we're like fish living at the bottom of the ocean five miles deep. And, and, and trying to conceptualize, is there anything else up there through the blackness of the five miles of water? Is there anything else up there that's, a, that's, that's real? Yeah, they have no way of knowing that there are eight billion human beings just through the surface and 28 million species of other life that they've never seen, a whole world, a whole globe that they are on, they don't even know. Everything they know is at the bottom of the, that ocean. And yet there it is, separated by a dimensional shift. And so if you if 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 some fish got some glimpse of a human and came back and was trying to describe mm-hmm. it, the other fish would think he's crazy. They said, Well, tell us all about these humans. I don't know. He doesn't have a clue. All right. When we talk about God as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but one God, because the Bible says so, we don't know what we're talking about. He's other than us. He's bigger than us. He's greater than us. But watch this. In all that greatness and all that power, here's how God the Son prayed right before he went to the cross. It's in John chapter 17. He's praying, Father, first, I pray for these disciples that you gave to me. And then he prays a sweet prayer. I don't pray that you take them out, but you preserve them in the midst of it. You protect them. And then he says, and I pray for those that are to come who have never seen this, but yet they're going to believe too. Then he says, And I pray that you would show them my glory, the glory that I had with you from the beginning, the glory that proves that you loved me from the beginning. Now, hear me. I said all of that to speak to this answer. If we could ask him, what were you doing, eternal God? What were you doing before you created the heavens and the earth? You know, were you alone? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit complete fellowship, beautiful fellowship, love, you loved me from the beginning, love existed from the Mm -hmm. beginning. Ask any other God of any religion, what were you doing before before all this created? There's only one God, and I created because I I wanted servants. Okay, so you were lonely, and you need servants. You need need slaves. You Mm -hmm. need attendants. There's no love there. Think about it. 
Is there any love in Satan? I have come to bring you love. I have come to make things right. I have come to put my arms around. I have come to deliver you from the blackness of your life. No, Satan doesn't say that. He's the one that brings the blackness. All right? Any demon ever said that? No. Any God, and I'm not going to be um, ugly here, but just, I'm not even going to mention names, mm -hmm. but think of the religions and the gods they serve. Ask, where were those gods? Why did they create? If they supposedly created, why? What's the love? Where's the love? Did any of them go to a cross for us? Did any of them stand in front of the oncoming freight train that's on the way? No. But our Lord God, our Creator, mm -hmm. from the beginning loved us, knew us, knew us in our mother's womb, already arranged for knowing that he would have to pay the price to get us back because he knew, created in his image, we would have freedom to choose. He knew the angelic realm did. He already knew Satan was going to step yeah. in the middle of it and try to, to take it for himself. He knew all of that. And yet in love, he did it anyway. In love, he brought Mondo. In love, he brought Carl. In love, he stood in front of the freight train for us. He went to the cross. God the Father, God the Son. That's what Jesus meant when he said, I want you to show them the love that we have for each other, that you have loved me from the beginning. He didn't mean, I want them to look at me. He was saying, because it goes on to say, so that they may know the love that I have for them. Hmm. In other words, he's saying, show them that there's no other God yeah. that loves us as a person and wants to fellowship with us and commune with us and wants us to rule and reign with him. The Bible says in Ephesians that, that, that when we are with him, not only will we rule and reign, we will be joint heirs of everything God has. It says that. And everything that, that he's given the son, we will be joint heirs. We will be like the son. Yeah. That's why the Bible calls us sons of God. He's not leaving out the daughters, but that's a Hebrew term, b'nai Elohim, which means we are, we become, the Bible says we become like Jesus. Doesn't mean we're going to become a little God or that we're going to become Jesus, but we become like him in that out of love. We share in everything God has ever created and we rule and reign with him. Now I say all of that to say that is what was perverted in the garden. That love, that, that eternity, God doesn't, listen, watch this. Folks, hear me. God doesn't need you. God doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. God is perfectly fine in Without the person of himself yeah. and his glory. Okay? God created us simply because he loves us. Listen, you're a parent. I'm a parent, grandparent. So we all, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you understand. Do we love our children? Yes. Will we step in front of a freight train for them? Yes. Yeah. Did we need them? Not really. In fact, the older they get, the more expensive they get, the more we realize <laughs> we didn't need them. My gosh, I'd be a millionaire if I didn't have them. You know, those butts come. But just, yeah, they come. Then, and then, and, and then. then when they reach puberty, yeah. and it's like, oh, God, I didn't need you. But, but, oh, but what? Boy. Even then, at their lowest and ugliest, yeah. we would die for them. Mm -hmm. Why? Love. Why'd Love. you create them? Love. Love. Why did you? Because you could. Who gave you that ability to create and another when, human? And when it's not made out of love, 
it gets corrupted, and then death comes in. That's where I'm. I'm headed that uh, way, brother. Wait, you listen, see? we ought to tag team preach one of these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want to. But watch, watch. I'm, I'm going to continue. I got nine minutes left. Okay, I'm going to continue and answer the question. So, in the garden, it was perverted. Satan came with a false love. He came with a false prophecy. You won't die. God doesn't know what he's talking about. That's the first false prophecy. He came with a lie. He's a murderer and a liar from the beginning. He killed Adam and Eve. Yeah. It was a long, slow death, but he brought death. He killed the whole human race. Long, slow death, but it comes. He's a murderer. He's a liar. He's a false prophet. He's a deceiver from the beginning. He wanted it for his own. The curtain was dropped. He has now this fallen world. He's the prince or the God of this age. There's no love in him. But watch this. Watch this. Paul says in Ephesians 1 verse 9, he says, but we know the will of God. That is, he is now bringing everything in heaven and everything on earth back together again under the head, Jesus Christ. Well, that's beautiful. Why is he doing it? In love. What, what kind of love? He wants us back. back. Back from where? Back from the filth and the dirt that we, that we wallow in and we think that's good. He wants us back. How's he going to get us back? He bought us back. How? With his own, own suffering and sacrifice. Zechariah chapter 12, the prophet, he sees a vision of it. He speaks for the Lord. He says, and thus saith the Lord, on that day, you will look upon me whom you have pierced, mm. but you will mourn for him. See, there's that Trinitarian language, yeah. but you will mourn for him as an only son. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And at the same time, the word was God. And at the same time, that word that was God became flesh and dwelt among us. And to all who believe upon him, to them, they are given the right to be called the sons of God. Can you imagine? We will never be called the sons and daughters of Satan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, if, it, if he's the God, what do we get? Nothing. Nothing. He uses us. He manipulates us. He, he wants to consume us, to devour us. What does God want? He will lovingly woo us, but he will not make us do anything. He will not manipulate. He offers the cross. He offers the resurrection. He offers the word. He offers his love. We choose. But for those that choose him in love, he pours out his love, brings them back into his fold, and says, now you rule and reign with me, and everything that was made for you is now yours again. Mm. The greatest love story. So why is it so perverted? Why are we the enemies? It's because Satan's the enemy. He hates that message. It makes him look like the fool that he is. He lost from the womb of a woman came a child that destroyed his kingdom. He's humiliated by it. So he turns the whole world in this deception in these last days away from the greatest love story ever told. He has no love in him. None. God is nothing but love. And that's the reason why in today's society, you may probably be one of those that view the institution of church, the, Christ, the Christians or Christianity today from a lens of hate speech because maybe you have been corrupted. Your mind has been corrupted. Your spirit, your heart, Everything about it is the corrupt is the birth of uh, almost like the conception of corruption, and I want to tell you something. Don't mix the love story that was given to us, the greatest love story. Don't mix that with the love story that you probably had that didn't work out. Yeah, meaning the love you had for your church and it didn't work out because you couldn't manipulate the church, you couldn't manipulate the pastor. They started talking about issues that maybe didn't set well with you. Or maybe you didn't like some Christians because some Christians' views is according to biblical perspective and yours is more cultural perspective. Yet the corruption comes when 
what you write about in the foreword of Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit, that spirit has been in, in corruption with the greatest love story ever told. It has. That's right. That's an amazing book. Everybody's got to get it. And Talk I was, about this real I was, quick. I, I, got, I, I, got, I got two minutes. Okay. Unmasking the Chaldean Spirit. Rabbi okay. Zeparat is the author. You forward, uh, it says forwarded by Pastor Carl Gallup. I was honored Gallup. to be asked to do that. Let's yeah. talk about this spirit, yeah. because this spirit is the one that is destroying this great love story. Yeah, Rabbi Zev's an amazing scholar. He has un unmasked that demonic spirit. It's the special forces of Satan's whole structure of demonic presence. Chaldean, is a, that's a synonym for Babylonian. It's in the Old Testament, the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, same thing. There's a little nuance of difference, but they, they were one people. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar is called the first of the Chaldean line of kings of the Babylonian mm. people. But we read in the Bible where God says, I'm going to use the Chaldean spirit to come against Israel. I'm going to remove my hand because they've rejected me. They've spurned my word. So there's a picture. But the last days, we go all the way to the book of Revelation, and we run right into chapter 17 and 18, where the wrath of God is being poured out in the, in the seven bowls that come there in chapters 15 and 16. 17 and 18, it says, now, let me focus in and show you where my wrath is directed. It's against mystery Babylon, which mm. is the synonym for Chaldean. And then it goes on to talk about how that that demonic spirit has possessed the souls of men and women, has possessed these lands, has taken this and taken that, and has and has degraded the word. And that's what the Chaldean spirit is from the beginning of the Bible to the end. And when you get to Revelation, it shows you that that's the spirit God is coming against. It's Satan's special forces. And, and, and Rabbi Zev does an outstanding job of pulling back that mask, showing you not only the history and the foundation, but where we are now and how he's doing it now, right now. He's, listen, he has attacked marriage, home, family, malehood, femalehood, and childhood and gender. All of the things that God created, watch this, in the Garden of Eden. He brought Eve to Adam, first marriage. Here's Adam, here's mm -hmm. Eve, here's the man and woman. What do they do? They have children. Here's a boy, here's a girl. Gender, home, family, marriage, everything right there. Satan corrupted it all. And now we're in those very close last days before the return of Christ. And what are we watching before our eyes? Mm -hmm. That same Chaldean spirit all over the globe corrupting marriage, home, family, manhood, womanhood, childhood, and gender. Whew. It's what it's all about, the womb yeah. of the woman. He hates babies. He hates women. He hates the womb. Why? Because from the womb of a woman came his destruction. We're watching it all. But the greatest love story is God, who didn't have to do this. He doesn't need us, but he loves us. Wow. We don't need our children, but now we would die for them. We Absolutely. love them. We brought them here by love. God brought us here by love. God paid the price. He's won the battle. He's got it back. All we have to do is say, I love you, Papa. Wow. Pastor Carl Gallup's yeah. author, minister, evangelist, friend, come back. I will. Let's have do this back. again. Just, I dare you. Have me back. I'm going to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. I got to go, but listen to this word. This is for you. Because the greatest love story is when you give out of your own self, yeah. unselfishly, yeah. without thinking anything in return, he just gives it to you. This is what God did for you. You probably don't remember this scripture, but it's probably one of the most famous scriptures out there. John 3, 16. <laughs> Thank you. For God so loved the world. Loved the world. 
love that he gave. Ooh. Satan ain't never That he gave him. his yeah. only. Yeah. Listen to this. His only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, that's you and I, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah. And some him. people just stop there. With him in love. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Saved from Listen. the train that's oh, coming. Oh, man. Listen, that word is for you. I don't know what they have told you about Christ or about God, but when he gives, he gives with love. And he's, the only way to prove that is when you give up your own son. That's right. And watch him die. Watch him get spit on. Watch him get ridiculed. Watch him be crucified on the cross, all because he loved you to forgive you of your sins. I pray that whatever you're going through right now, that you would just drop down in your knees, Amen. ask him to forgive you of your Amen. sins, confess with your heart, confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart. I want you to know something. The moment you do that, you have received him as your king, as your savior, as your Lord, owner, possessor of your life. That's what love does. He restores. That's right. Love restores. And he wants to restore you back with relationship with heaven. Yeah. Listen, I got to get going. No one thing that no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. Amen. He loves you unconditionally. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for watching today here on the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network. Listen, if you haven't downloaded the app on your phone, I want you to go right now. Uh, if you have an Android phone or an iPhone, download the app right now for free. And you can get 24 hours a day, seven days a week on-demand programming from the PTL Network. Listen, I want to give you the statement of faith, the vision of the PTL Network. Why? Because it's going to help you understand what the vision and the mission for the PTL Network is all about. This is it right here. PTL Network will help your family discover biblical insights and prophetic revelation, strengthen your faith, live healthier lives, and experience the power of God's love and restoration in an ever-changing world. The PTL Network is the voice of the prophets. We are here to encourage you. We are all from different walks of life. Can you imagine? I'm an ex-gang member from East LA, California. On the same network that the Jim Baker uh, show is on, and Perry Stone is on, and many other great men and women of God are on this network, here to encourage you, here to warn you about the times that we're in right now, but also to remind you that God is a God of restoration. The Voice of the Prophets Network is like none other. We need your help today. We need your support. How do you do it? Download the app for free on your phone. Download the channel on Roku if you own a Roku device or an Apple TV device. Download the channel and support us by watching the programs. And not only that, when you get on the network to watch it, your life is going to be filled with so much hope but yet you're going to be filled with so much information about the current culture that we're in right now. Together, we can reach the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Financially, you can support us as well. It's probably one of the most important things that we need right now. 
next to prayer, next to watching the programs, supporting the Voice of the Prophets Network is so important right now. That's how you help me continue to broadcast this program every single week from Studio B here at Morningside USA by sending a donation. Listen to this. You can be a legacy partner today by donating $1,000 to help us spread the gospel around the world. We need your financial support today. The time is running out. Now is the time to join in and become a legacy member, a monthly member, $30 a month. Whatever you can do, help us preach the gospel around the world as the voice of the prophets go around the world. Thanks to you. God bless you.